For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love requires cling to the 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 5 as we'll be at today 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 5 the Bible says for when we were come into Macedonia our flesh had no rest but we were troubled on every side without were fightings within were fears paul says when he come into macedonia that he had no rest have you ever been in a position like that where everything in life is upside down everything that that you do for good uh turns out to be misconstrued now god still uses it for good but the world sees it as bad and they attack you as bad that's what I mean. I'm not talking about what God, how God sees it and how God uses it. I'm talking about how the world sees it. And so I believe that's what Paul was talking about. As we know, Paul many times was, was uh, whipped and, and beaten and given 39 lashes, save one, or it was actually 40 lashes and save one. There was a great penalty for going beyond uh, 40 lashes, so they would always deduct one lash. Uh, so they didn't do that. But he was in shipwrecks and perils and long-suffering and all kinds of hurt, pain, and, and turmoil. And he's doing the work of Christ. And let me just tell you, you need to take that and look at your own life and realize don't judge where you stand with God by your circumstances. I'm going to say that again. Don't judge where you stand with God by your circumstances. Listen to what Paul says in that verse. For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Now, Paul was right with God. Paul was on a mission for God. Paul was starting churches for God. Paul was strengthening churches uh, for God. But yet, everything in his personal life was hard, was horrific, was bad. But yet, even though everything was going wrong, he, his heart, was right with God. And I'm here to tell you, sometimes, and a lot of times, see, when you're doing what, what God wants you to do, and you're where God wants you to be, and you're doing what God called you to do, the devil's going to attack you full force, because he's going to do everything he can to stop you, to make you stumble, to make you fall on your face, to make you fall from grace, as some would say. Now, I don't mean you lose your salvation. You're not going to lose your salvation. But see, the devil, if he attacks you and you're doing the work of God, he is not just attacking you. 
I'm here to tell you, if you're a father and the devil attacks you and, and you allow that to cross over into your family life, you allow the devil to take you down. In other words, uh, you allow sin into your life. The devil hasn't just tripped you up, made you fall on your face. The devil's tripped your whole family up and made them fall on their face. Why? Because you are the God-ordained leader of the home, just like the mom is the glue of the home. The father is the God-ordained lever. And if you're a leader in a church, a pastor, a boss, it's the same thing. If the devil can trip you up and bring sin into your life and make you fall on your face, it does not just hurt you. It hurts a whole lot of people. Don't allow those things that happen. Uh, when you're trying to serve God and you run into a stop sign or run to a locked door or run into a pothole and have a blowout and you get attacked and your engine blows up and just all kinds of things. Get, you get fired and all this, that, and the above. And you wonder, am I really where God wants me to be? Am I really doing what God wants me to do? Yes. Because that's when the devil's going to attack you the most is when you are in the center of God's will uh, for your life. So don't judge where you stand with God by the circumstances that are in your life. You use the Bible to judge where you stand before God. Amen? Because it's easy to look around and go, man, this is wrong and that's wrong and they're mad at me and they hate me and they're running me down and this, that, and the other and this is happening and you cannot use that to judge where you stand with God. You've got to take the word of God. You've got to open it up. You've got to look into it. And you've got to look at your own heart and say, am I living a pure, clean, holy, sanctified life? And I can hear, I'm here to tell you, Christian, that's something you got to do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. Every single day, you've got to check that. Because sin will naturally, naturally creep into your life. Just because you're saved, no, your body's still here. You still have to deal with that old sin nature. And whatever you feed, that's what will grow. I'm going to say that again. Listen to me. In your life, whatever you feed, that is what will grow. So then into that verse, he said, without were fightings, within were fears. When there's fighting all around most of the time, there's fear inside because even though we trust God, let's be honest, Christian, even though we trust God, there's something about us that goes, man, I just hope God gets me through this. I hope God allows me to pay that bill. I'm here to tell you, if God called you to it, God will make a way. He'll move heaven and earth, the sun and the sea, the moon and the stars to make sure whatever it is that he's called you to do will be done if you're but willing if you're but willing to step out in faith. The famous missionary said, God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. And that is so true. I have found that to be so true. I stepped out on faith so many times now. And every time, every time God has seen and saw fit to supply the needs for the work that he has given me to do in my life. Amen. Verse number six, 2 Corinthians chapter seven, verse number six. Nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus. What did he say there? 
that comforted those that are cast down? You mean you can comfort people when you're cast down? You can comfort people when you're hurting? You can comfort people when you're being attacked? You can comfort people when everything's going wrong in your life? Absolutely, you can. And you know what that'll do for you? You realize that you say everything's going wrong. And I, I just, I cannot encourage somebody. I can't do something for somebody. I can't help somebody out. I can't. Yes, you can. And I'm here to tell you, it's the absolute best thing that you can do for your life and your spiritual life and your spiritual walk with God is when you're down in the dumps and you're cast down, you comfort somebody. You take your eyes off yourself. And that's what it does. It takes your eyes off yourself and it puts them on somebody else and something else. And you start to realize that it's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's not about how I feel. It's all about God. It's all about doing his work. And I'm here to tell you, God uses people and God uses people like you. God's not looking for the high and the mighty and the proud and the rich and the well-connected. No, he's looking for you, that lowly nobody that has nothing but $2 in their pocket. But you're willing you're willing. You have something that a millionaire could never give. And that's your own heart, your own will, and your own drive. I give it to you, God. Do with it what you will. And when you do that, God will pour the power of God on your life. Maybe you won't have a million dollars, but God can give you the strength to go out and comfort somebody. God can give you the strength to go out and encourage somebody when you're down in the dumps. God can give you that. And I'm here to tell you, those are things that money can't buy. There's so many of the greatest things in life money can't buy. Money is simply a tool you need to get through life. People chase it down like it's just the greatest thing ever. But it'll ruin your life. If most of us got rich, it would ruin us our life. If you don't believe me, there's a documentary out there called Lottery Winners, Lottery Winners Gone Broke. And almost every one of them said that was the worst thing to happen to them. They lost everything. Even all the money they won, they lost their family too. It ruined them. Verse number seven, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you. When he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoiced the more. For though I made you sorry with a letter, I did not repent. Though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry. Though it were but for a season. That's an amazing verse right there. He said, though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent. You've got to look at it like this. If your child did something wrong and you know what they did is so bad that it's not going to hurt just them. It's going to hurt a lot of other people, but it's mainly going to hurt them. And you don't want them to do that anymore. You have got to bring it into the light. You have got to bring it into the light and you've got to show them this is wrong. You're wrong and you need to fix it. And you know what will happen when that people do that. People are going to get mad. People are going to get their feelings hurt. People are going to throw a fit. They're going to stomp and romp and scream and yell. They are not going to be happy about you pointing out what is wrong. But ultimately, when you do it the right way, God's way, with the right spirit, because you can go to somebody and they be dead wrong and they know they're wrong. 
But I tell you, if you go to them in the wrong spirit and, and speak to them, they're going to totally reject you and it's going to cause nothing but problems and you're doing nothing but wasting your time. But when you get your heart right and your mind right and you know that I'm doing this for the right reasons in a godly, biblical way, you know that their guard will drop and they will listen to you most of the time. Most of the time, they will listen to you. And they, they, they'll even say you're right. It doesn't mean that they're going to do or change anything. But they will realize that. And they'll realize that you really do want the best for them. People can see that, you know. People can see that. You can't fake that. People can see right through you to see if you genuinely, genuinely care. Amen? And I tell you, that's, that's a character trait to me that is way up there on the scale when you truly care about somebody even if it's somebody your co-worker or somebody that works with you or for you or somebody you pass on the street when you genuinely care about people they can see that i remember one time there was a man in front of a grocery store begging for money and i sat down with him there on the concrete and I talked to him, looked him right in the eye, and I spoke with him for, for a while. And we talked about the Lord, and we talked about his life, and we talked about salvation. And before I left, I was going to give him some money. And do you know, he started crying. And he said, sir, I can't take your money. Because he knew he was going to buy beer with it. But he knew, and he could see that I genuinely care, and I'm not lifting myself up. I'm saying God put that in me. The closer you get to God, the more that you'll love people. The closer you get to God, the more that you're going to love people. And it's only God that give me that in my heart to be able to love that person in that way. But that person, that man could see that. And it touched him. It moved him. Now, did he change his life after that? I do not know. But I do know that it, he dropped his guard and he opened up his heart and he listened to me. And so much so that he wouldn't even take the money that I was going to give him because he knew that he was going to do something wrong with it. So when you go to somebody in the right way, they'll drop their guard. When you go to them the way God tells you to go to them, biblically, amen, most of the time, if not all the time, they will at least listen to what you have to say. And that's what Paul did here. He wrote a letter. He said, though I made you sorry. He said, I don't repent. He said, I might have made you sorry. I told you what you needed to get right, and I'm not sorry for it. I'm not going to repent of it. I'm not going to change my mind. Now that's something, isn't it? He made them sorry. He said, For ye were made sorry after a godly manner. In other words, it's not me, it's not Paul browbeating you down, looking down upon you, saying, You dirty, rotten scoundrel, no good for nothing, dirty dog. No, he wasn't doing that. He was going to them, as here it says, For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, with godly wisdom and godly counsel. He went to them or wrote to them, that ye might receive the damage by us in nothing. Don't blame us for what you're doing wrong. And I can tell you from past experiences, many times when you go to somebody and you point out what they're doing wrong, they'll blame, they'll somehow, some way twist it, so they take the blame off themselves and put it on you because now you have pointed out something that is wrong in their life and they do not like it. And a lot of the times they'll start, either they'll start pointing stuff out in your life or what's wrong with you, or they'll start pointing at other people. 
That's genuinely what will happen because they'll get mad, angry, upset, and they're trying to justify them own selves by pointing at others. And we all can do that. Listen, I'm not above that, and you're not neither. Don't fool yourself. You are not. Even if you don't do it verbally, you will do it thinking in your mind. You'll think, I never did that. I never went there. I never said that. But, but that's you doing what the Bible says. Those that compare themselves among themselves are not wise, the Bible says. Compare yourself to God's holy word and make the necessary changes there. Verse number 11. For behold, this selfsame thing that ye sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge, in all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did not for this cause that had done the wrong, not for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Here's the thing. In other words, we did it before God to you so that you could see that so that you could see that we have done it as unto the Lord, that God might appear unto you. And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're talking to your children, your spouse, your family, your wife, your husband, your children, your nieces, your nephews, your uncles, your friends, it's only God that will really reveal something in their heart and mind that will honestly and truthfully get that person to change that. That's what will happen honestly and truthfully. Because you can't change anybody. You can't get anybody to change. Listen to me, young ladies. You can't get that man to change. You're not going to change him. You're not going to fix him. Only God can do that. And only that person can allow God to do that. I've seen that happen so many times. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix her. I'm going to fix him. I'm going to fix that. Listen to me. You can't do it. I've been to several marriage seminars where they go around and they'd ask, well, who's been here married 20 years? And then who's been married 30 years? And who's been married 40 years? Who's been married 50 years? And occasionally you'll see somebody been married for 60 years. And they would ask all of them, now, which one of you can change their spouse? And not one of them. And even the older crowd, they had figured out that, you know what? You can't do it. You can't change who they are. Only God can do that. And that's exactly what this verse is saying. But that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. That it's really from God. I'm here trying to tell you what's wrong in your life, how you can get it right, how you can get right with God, what you can change in your life. And they see that you care and they see that character and they see that godly wisdom that you have and the biblical insight that you've done your homework. That's when the Holy Spirit can shine a light on their heart and go, you know what? That's something I do need to fix. You know what? They are right. And here's the thing. If you have to do that, if you had to go to someone like Paul did, and he said, I wrote you a letter that you are sorrow, but I don't repent. Give that person time. Give that group time. Give them people time to absorb it. Even if you give it in the right way. 
Give them time. Give them a day. Give them two. Give them a week. Let them hold on to it and mull it over. Because when it's truly right, even if they reject it, they'll know, they'll come within themselves to know that, you know what? They are right. Even if I'm not going to do anything about it. That's that's a passive listener, by the way. If you're sitting in church and there's, listen to me, there's a whole lot of them in church and you can be and I can be a passive listener too. And that's when you hear a God-called preacher get up and preach God's word and he thunders it out and you know that this is wrong or you need to get this right. And you say, boy, I know that's right and it sounds good, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to put forth the effort. I'm just, I'm too tired. I just can't. I'm too old for that. I can't, I can't. That's just you saying, I'm not going to do it. That's what that is. That's a passive listener. You know it's right. You know it sounds good. You know it'll help. You know it'll fix your life. But you say, yeah, I'm not going to do it. But an active listener will listen, realize that's the best thing for them and their family and their life, and they will apply it, and they will make the necessary changes into their life. Verse 13, Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus because his spirit was refreshed by you all. Boy, it's a great thing to be around some good, uplifting people, isn't it? It just makes you feel good. Especially if you go around and you have a good time and you laugh. and You can go away feeling better. And it's true what the Bible says. Laughter is like a medicine. It sure is. It does something in your body. It just makes you feel better. It puts you in a better mood. It makes you feel better physically. It, laughter is like a medicine. And let me tell you, being around uplifting, spirit-filled, God-filled people is the same way. That's what he's saying here. Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort. Yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. They refreshed him. They refreshed his spirit. How refreshing is it when you're around good, godly, spirit-filled, uplifting people? I tell you, it refreshes your soul, your heart, and your mind. Be careful who you hang around, Christian. Be careful who you talk to. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful where you go. Because, oh, careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, careful, little ears, what you hear. That's still true even when you're grown and you're 97 years old. It affects you. Be very careful. Doesn't mean you had to be rude. But you may just have to limit your time with certain places or certain people. Be wise about it. But don't be unkind. Be wise about it. Verse 14. For I have boasted anything to him of you. I am not ashamed, but as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting which I made before Titus is found a truth. And his inward affection is more abundant toward you, whilst he remembereth the obedience of all. How with fear and trembling ye received me. I rejoice, therefore, that all... Have confidence in you in all things. It's a good thing to have confidence. When people have confidence in you, I know, I know that they're going to walk with God. I know they'll do what the Bible says. People have confidence in you because you are obeying something that is much bigger. It is much bigger than you. You're obeying God's word. And they can have confidence in that. That even if that person 
has something different in there in the mind, but they know this is what the Bible says. I know that that's what they're going to do. They'll, those people will have confidence in you. Do you have confidence in what the Lord says? Do you apply it to your life? Do you obey it despite if it goes against, if it's something that even might hurt you? But I'm still going to trust God all the way to the end of my life. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.